Pastor Xavier Reese talks about the plausibility of evolution. And the earth brought forth grass, herbs, and yielding according to its kind. Trees yielding fruit, those seed in itself according to its kind, of its kind, of its kind, of its kind. I've never seen an apple tree turn to a cherry tree. I've never seen a dog walking down the street and turn into a cat. The theory of evolution is a joke. It's never been seen anywhere except in the imaginations of men who hate God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Not too many would argue that one of the key ingredients necessary for a belief in God and the Bible is faith. But Pastor Xavier says it actually requires more faith to believe that man and all that surrounds him came into existence through the process of evolution. Today, as he continues his teaching this new series from the book of Genesis, he brings us an intriguing message titled Fact or Fiction. Zoologist Dan Eric Nielsen says Darwin acknowledged from the start that the eye would be a difficult case for his new theory to explain. Difficult but not impossible. Scientists have come up with a scenario through which the first eye-like structure, a light-sensitive pigmented spot on the skin, could have gone through changes and complexities to form the human eye, with its many parts and abounding abilities. Through natural selection, different types of eyes have emerged in evolutionary history, and the human eye isn't even the best one from some standpoints because blood vessels run across the surface of the retina instead of beneath it. It's easy for the vessel to proliferate or leak and impair the vision. So the evolution theorist says... The anti-evolution argument that life was created by an intelligent designer doesn't hold water. If God or some other omnipotent force was responsible for the human eye, it was something of a botched design. That all these eye complexities just happen to happen, science or science fiction? If you know anything about the eye, the number of pictures it takes and how it transmits them and everything else, if it's transitional forms, how many attempts did it take before it could see? Because see, it's a complete system. One factor's missing, that doesn't work. So evolution is out. These are brilliant men. Men that make me look like an intelligent pygmy in IQ. But they're fools when it comes to simple faith in God. If you're an evolutionist this morning, don't get up and walk out. Please stick around. Because you have more faith than me. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than to believe in God. We want to look at the opening verse of Genesis, the declarative statement of the entire creation of the cosmos. In the beginning, God created, listen, the heavens and the earth. The declaration is a matter of fact. God Elohim created the heavens. He doesn't try to persuade you. He doesn't try to give you all kinds of convincing proof. He's just telling you what happened. It's a fact. It's not God's problem. It's your problem and mine. The word heavens is in the plural again because there are three heavens described in the scriptures. The first heaven is where the birds fly. Look at verse 20 of chapter 1. Let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. 
That's the first one. The second heaven is found in chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. The stellar heavens, where the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the other planets exist, okay? In the third heaven, you know where it is. It's where God dwells. Paul the Apostle in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2 and 4 says he was caught up to the third heaven. Remember when they stoned him at Lystra? And he saw and heard things that were not lawful to be uttered. The third heaven. He also calls it paradise. So three heavens. God created a protective water blanket. Look at verse 7 through 8 of chapter 1. Between the first and second heaven on the second day. And I'm sure it's to filter out the ultraviolet rays, the neutrinos that cause damage to our cells and speed up the aging process and give us skin cancer. It's all, there's also a, an electromagnetic field that goes is around the world, too, okay, that keeps a lot of that, okay? The heavens encompass all that is outside the earth, the heavenly elements, heaven and earth. Look at verse 4 through 5. On the first day, light was called forth by God, dividing the light from the darkness, they were already created bara in verse 1. And then God called them to be functional for the benefit and existence of the earth. The fourth day, verse 14, God made, and the word is Asa, the light and the firmaments of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and they were for the signs and seasons and years. Now they're function. Look at verse 15 and 16. They were to be for lights in the firmaments, heavens to give light to the earth. Then God made Asa two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser night to rule by night. So he created, and then he positioned, and he made them functional for the purpose of the earth. The words are distinct. And then you have the stars at the end of verse 16. The summary statement follows in verse 17 and 18, that God said all three of them, in the firmaments of the heaven for the benefit of the earth and finishes with the statement, and God saw that it was good. The phrase, God saw that it was good, is repeated every time it has a direct benefit to man on the earth. The first, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth day. Because God made everything for the benefit of man. And when it's directly benefit of man, he said, it is good. The first day parallels the fourth day, the lights. The galaxies and everything else is included. Visible, invisible. Psalm 33, 6 says, By the words of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. <laughs> Amazing. What do you think is impossible for God for your life? You having a problem with alcohol? You're hooked on pornography? You can't be loving? Hmm. The declaration, once again, is a matter of fact. God Elohim created the earth. The heavens, the earth. Listen to the order. He begins from the heavens. He comes to the earth. Because that's where everything comes from. The God of the heavens. The third day, verse 9 and 10. God divided the waters from the land. God said, let the waters under the heavens and gather together into the place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, and God called the day, the dry land, earth, and the gathering together of the waters. He called seas. What do you call them? Seas, plural? How did Moses know that? All he knew was about the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> Interesting. God saw that it was good. 
Now, notice there's a distinct act on the third day. Second distinct act. The first one we just read. Now the second distinct act. God brought forth the grass, the herbs, the fruit trees. Let the earth bring forth the grass, herbs yielding seed, of the fruit tree yielding fruit. Listen, according to its kind. The seed of itself in the earth, it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, herbs, and yielding according to its kind. Trees yielding fruit, those seed in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day of its kind, of its kind, of its kind. I've never seen an apple tree turn to a cherry tree. I've never seen a dog walking down the street and turn into a cat. If you've gone to school, you've gone to university, you've done many experiments in the lab work with uh, fruit flies, and they always come up fruit flies. There's some mutations within the fruit flies. Some have short wings, bad wings, long wings, whatever, crooked wings, bad eyes, blind eyes, good eyes, but they're always fruit flies. Now, if you cannot observe something in the laboratory or in life, it's not science. That's the definition of something scientific. It's observable, it's, it's able to be duplicated, the theory, the hypothesis of evolution is a joke. It's never been seen anywhere except in the imaginations of men who hate God. Interesting. The third day parallels the sixth day, land, animals, and man. Now notice the fifth day in verse 20 through 23. God created the sea life in the fall of the air. God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face, the firmness of the heaven. So God created bara, great sea creatures, and every living thing that moves, in which the waters abounded according to their kind, every winged bird according to their kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters of the seas, let the birds multiply. And so it was the morning of the fifth day. Pretty straightforward. The second day parallels the fifth day, the sky, the birds, and the fish. Interesting. Now notice the sixth day in verse 24 through 27. God created the cattle, creeping things, and the beasts of the field, each according to their kind again. And the second and distinct act of creation there in the sixth day from the animal kingdom, he created man after the image and likeness of God. That was the sixth day. There's a distinct division between them. Notice the phrase, God saw that it was good. We said that it's repeated over and over again. Every time for the benefit of the man, and I give you the verses. But on the sixth day, notice in verse 31, God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, listen, listen, it was very good. Man was the crowning glory of God's creation as he gave him dominion over all the completed finished work of creation in chapter 1, verse 28 through 30. Very good. Because man was creating the image of God, distinct from the animal kingdom, distinct from the earth. Wow. Listen to Paul. By him, Christ, all things were created that were in heaven and earth, visible and visible, whether thrones, dominion, principalities, powers, all things were created through him and for him. Colossians 1.16. You were created for God. I was created for God. Now I can get lined up with that and enjoy my creator and worship him and depend upon him, or I can strive against him and think that I'm God. And then my ancestors hung from trees. You have the freedom to believe that. The sun is so large that if it were hollow, it could contain more than one million worlds the size of our earth. 
There are stars in space so large that they could easily hold 500 million suns the size of ours. There are about 100 billion stars in the average galaxy, and there are at least 100 million galaxies in the known universe. <laughs> Who made this thing? And you got a hangnail and you're worried about it? Hmm. The evolutionists believe that we are the product of billions of years on a long process of transitional forms, going from simple to complex. Yet, it is not enough time even in that for the simple cell to come by chance. The simple cell is not so simple we know now, microbiology and all that. It is the most complex thing in the world. It can never come about by chance factor, even with those amount of billions of years. Peter identifies these people as willfully ignorant of God's revelation. Listen to him. In 2 Peter 3, 3 through 7, he says, Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, meaning strong desires, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For they, this they willfully forget. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the waters and in the waters, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with waters. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved for the same word, or by the same word, are preserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition and godly men. So, evolution denies a creator. Willfully ignorant. Evolution dates all the way back to the ancient Greeks. Aristotle was an evolutionist, 384 to 322 B.C. The first complete theory was by one Cavalier de Lamarck in 1744 to 1829, and he became the professor of zoology at the Museum of National History in Paris. It would be a Frenchman, right? Okay. Um, later... Darwin captured the world's attention, having developed the theory like no other. And we looked to him from the world perspective, but it came way before him. The belief is a rejection of divine revelation. The philosophy of, here's a big word, uniformitarianism, which we just described in Peter. All things continue as they were from the beginning of time. And if you've ever gone to college and some of you young people are there, put on your thinking cap. They say all these things are in layers, nice and neat and everything else, and it just continues in a cycle, this and that. That's called uniformitarianism. It's only in the wishful mind of the evolutionists. They choose to mock the idea of a creator and rather believe we owe our existence to even apes that hung from trees through the evolutionary model. Listen, all these things exist only in your textbooks. I've been there. I've gone through the university, okay? It only exists in the textbook. It's never found in archaeology or anywhere else on the earth. Nowhere. They reject the fact that God judged the world by a flood. Fossils cry out cataclysm and judgment. No fossils are being made today. They were from the flood. You need cataclysmic event, sudden burial, pressure. We live over a cemetery that cries out judgment of a world before us. 
The evolutionary hypothesis based on the illogical general associations that are the fabrications and imaginations of, listen, God-haters. Even evolutionists today are turning away from evolution, scientists, because of the microbiology and everything else. Now, they don't believe in God still, but they know that evolution is out to lunch. There's a great confusion going on in the scientific community right now. They even have discovered that maybe the speed of light is not constant. That's really throwing a tizzy, 186,000 miles per second. They don't think it's constant anymore. Whoa! <laughs> They're not as smart as they think they are, are they? By the way, there has never been found one transitional form in the fossils record. Not one. They'll tell you, where is it? Produce it. They don't have it. Listen, if I'm going from here to my car, and I step from here to my car, this is point A, point B, and we mark out my footprints, A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, whatever, and then we have A and B, and we take all those footprints and bury them through Pasadena, and we go digging them up, what are my chances of finding just A and B, the extremes? Real small. What are my greater chances to find the in-betweens? If there are transitional forms, we would find all kinds of in-betweens. We've never found one. Why? Because they're extreme liars. That's why. Figures don't lie, but liars sure can't figure. Mutations do appear in the species on the horizontal, but never on the vertical. In other words, there are mutations, different kinds of dogs, cats, but never one becomes the next species. Never. True science and the laws refute evolution. They cannot be reproduced. They cannot be observed, except in the minds of men. 1891, the Dutch physician named Du Bois discovered a skull cap. A year later, 90 feet from the same place, he found a femur, meaning the thigh bone, and he put them both together and came up with Pythanthropus man or whatever, Pythanthropus erectus. How's that? Erect ape man. Just from a, a, a molar and a thigh? Whoa, that's a vivid mind. Two years later, 1898, a premolar tooth was added, and out of these came Java Man, says 500,000 years old. Before his death, he was convinced it was just an ape. Interesting. 1922, a tooth was found in Nebraska. From it, an entire man was created. Can you imagine that? And published in the London Illustrated News. From one, just a molar, an entire man? Man. 1927. It was found to be a pig's tooth. These are bright men. Later in 1912, a part of a skull and jawbone produced down man, 500,000 years old. In 1950, it was checked for fluoride contents and proved the jaw to be no older than the year it was found in the skull a few thousand years, not 500,000. Noted also that it was treated. The bones were treated with iron salts to make them appear Older. This is the scientific community. These guys fabricate their stuff so they can get their grants, their money, and keep the religion of evolution alive. Because if there is no God, you're not accountable to anybody. If you're not accountable to anybody, you can live like an animal. Wow. Interesting. The geological column is a fabrication in their mind. It doesn't exist in, in the cut of the earth. You take a cut of the earth, the geological column exists only in your textbook. It's never found so neat inside. It's a fabrication. Dr. White, 
a British scientist in his book, A Little Unliving Fish, said, I have often thought how little I should like to prove organic evolution in a court of law. No evidence. You heard the opening statement about the eye. God didn't do such a good job. In fact, chance factor can create a better eye, he says. <laughs> Interesting. The record of divine creation meant that God is eternal and he's responsible for it. And it meets with the requirement of science. Listen, time in the beginning, the cost God created, space, the heavens, matter, the earth, force, the spirit, first motion, moved, hovered. That's a pretty good scientist, huh? Is he trying to write a scientific book? No. He could care less about trying to write a scientific book. He's telling you what he did. And what he did does not contradict absolute true science, but science has a long way to catch up to God. All right? In the early 80s, a professor at Berkeley came up with the solution to the transitional forms. These are brilliant guys. Listen, listen. He said that a snake laid an egg and a bird flew out of it. <laughs> Is that scientific? These guys are serious. I have sat under men like this. Like my grandson says, oh, man. I mean, where are they thinking? They're not thinking regarding God. They think that they are God. They can't even tolerate the thought that God had anything to do with this. How many of you think that the thing on your wrist is the product of an explosion in a metal factory? I'm talking about your watch. There's design. There's a designer. There's a designer. There's intelligence. Let's not insult God with the brain that he gave us. They cannot believe the miracles of the Bible. They cannot believe that God created through speaking it, but they believe in evolution. The fool has said in his heart, no God, Psalm 14, 1. Faith and foolishness start with the same letter. That's the only close association. John says, you are worthy, O God, as he records in the scene in heaven in Revelation 4.11, all, all the 24 elders and everybody, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Are you lined up with your creator? Men cannot come to conclude that God is by their intellect. Listen to Paul. But we speak the wisdom of God and the mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for, his, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known it, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. This is what he's saying. If men could have looked at Jesus and said, you know what, he's God, don't mess with him. They wouldn't have crucified him. If men, through their own intellectual ability, can conclude God, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. It takes revelation. The revelation is in the Bible. Are you embracing it? Are you asking God to make it real? Or are you rejecting it? You're accountable. You're responsible. Listen, listen. You're busted. No one's with excuse. 
The totality of creation means everything in the heavens and the earth. The opening verse of Genesis is declarative, a declarative statement of the entire creation of the cosmos, which is described by these three factors. The time of creation, which was the beginning of time as we know it, temporal, linear. The God of creation who spoke things into existence. The totality of creation, which means everything in the heavens and the earth. Can you handle that? I don't have any problem with it. I marvel at it. I embrace it by the grace of God. Pastor Xavier Reese with three key factors relating to the beginning of history. And you can request a copy of today's challenging study from the book of Genesis titled Fact or Fiction. Now it's available on CD for just $4. Request your copy today. Here's how to reach us. Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you contact us. Well, most people think that science and scripture don't mix, but Pastor Xavier Reese proves differently. Find out more when you tune into the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com